Luke chapter 12, verse 49. Here's what Jesus said. I am come to send fire on the earth, but what will I do if it be already kindled? Let me read that again. Jesus said, I am come to send fire on the earth, but what will I do if it is already kindled? I read another translation of this a few weeks ago that says, I came to set a fire. The title of my message this morning, and this is for you this morning, God is speaking to Gina Sanctuary Family Worship Center. God is saying to you this morning, I came to set you on fire. Remain standing and bow with me for a word of prayer. Holy Ghost, have your way, do your work, and accomplish all that you want done in every area of our life. In Jesus' name we pray, and all of God's people said, Amen and amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. Jesus said, I came to set you on fire. Now, this verse of Scripture, it just puts emphasis on what Jesus came to do. Listen, in Luke 19, 10, Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. In John 10, 10, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have life more abundantly. Again, Jesus said, I came to set the captive free. How many of you are glad for that? He said, I came to, to give sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf. He said, I came to meet your needs. He said, I came because I love you. There are many things that Jesus came for, but in Luke 12, 49, Jesus said, I came to set you on fire. I came to set you on fire. Now, when you get the fire of God in your life, it'll change the way you walk and talk. It'll change the way you live and act. It'll change the way you spend your time and your money. When you get the fire of God in your life, people won't ask you if you're saved. They'll know that. They won't ask you if you go to church. They'll know that too. But when you get the fire of God in your life, people might ask you, where'd you go to get what you've got? Because I need it too. Oh, the fire of God. There's something about a fire that attracts attention. How many of you know that's the truth? When a fire truck goes down the street here in Gina, we all turn our heads. When a building gets on fire, it'll attract a crowd. But when Sanctuary Family Worship Center gets on fire, people beat a path to your door to see what's making you burn. What are you getting turned on with? It's the fire and the power of God. Something else about a fire is that where a fire goes, it'll spread. And when we, the people of God, get on fire, wherever we go, that fire will go with us. And people are going to be touched by that fire when they are touched by we that are on fire. Hear me this morning. A fire will start a fire. A fire will spread. You be that fire and you watch it spread. Jesus set my heart on fire one day with the Holy Ghost fire, and I have never been the same since. And I know that he is able to set you on fire, and all God needs is your permission. And he's the one who enables you to do it. He said, I came to set you on fire. If you'll let Jesus light your fire, it'll be an altogether different ballgame in your life. You'll quit living for worldly things. I don't care what it is, it will become secondary to Jesus Christ. Look again in the Bible and you'll find that God reveals himself more than anything else as in fire. Is that true? He's the rain that is coming and the latter rain that is upon us. He's the wind that is blowing and the wind of the spirit that is blowing again. He's the beautiful dove that flutters his wings in our midst. But more than anything else in the Bible, God reveals himself in fire. Hear me, fire is purging, fire is healing, fire is attracting, fire is exciting, and fire is God. 
You'll remember that Jeremiah said his ministers, uh, the Bible says his ministers a flaming fire. Jeremiah said his word is like a fire shut up in my bones. Oh, my friend, God was that burning bush of Mount Horeb that said to Moses, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. God was the cloud by day and the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel through the wilderness. God was the fire that fell from heaven on Mount Carmel when Elijah prayed. Hebrew writer said, our God is a consuming fire. And in Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist put it so well, but he said, I indeed baptize you with water, but there's one who comes after me who's mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He said, I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes, and he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John the Revelator, when he saw Jesus glorified in the book of Revelation, he said, his eyes are like flames of fire. Jesus is the fire setter and the fire baptizer. God doesn't want to be a bush burning out on the hillside anymore. God doesn't want to be a pillar of fire out in the wilderness. Hear me this morning. God wants to be that bush burning in your heart. God wants to be the pillar of fire inside of you. Hear me, the only way that you're going to live for God in these last days and hit the devil in the head and be victorious is for you to get plugged in to the Holy Ghost power of God. You see these lights shining? It's because they're plugged in and turned on. You get plugged in and turned on to the Holy Ghost fire power plant, you'll shine better than these lights ever shine. You'll shine for Jesus on the day of Pentecost. They're all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, I love that. Suddenly there came a sound. That's what's going to happen here, Pastor. You just watch. God is in the process of right now, right now of sending a suddenly to Sanctuary Family Worship Center and to, and to Gina, Louisiana. He said, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the place where they were sitting and there appeared unto them, say it with me, cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them and they were all, not just some of them, Oh, I think the Holy Spirit is good for some people, but I don't think everybody needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I beg to differ. The Bible says that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they all began to speak with other tongues and the Spirit gave them utterance. The the church received its power in the midst of a Holy Ghost fire explosion. The fire of God came down. This is not when the church was supposed to end. This is when the church was just a baby. We were to go on to bigger and better things from there. We're the church, not this building, but we the people. Many people have been to Calvary for pardon, but today we need to go to Pentecost and get the power. Oh, we need the Holy Ghost Pentecostal power. You know, we need the fire of God, Sister Evelyn. There was a church that literally did catch on fire. Most of the community was down there trying to help put out the flames. There was a man from up the street that they'd been trying to get to church for years. He'd never come. There he was down there trying to help him put out the flames of that fire that was on the building of the church. One of the deacons turned to him and with a big smirk on his face, and he said, John, this is the first time I've seen you in church in a long time. John looked at him and said, this is the first time I've seen this church on fire in a long time. Oh, the fire of God. We need the Holy Ghost fire of God in Gina at Sanctuary Family Worship Center. Listen, uh, there was a church over in Oregon that got so on fire for God that one of the unsaved neighbors looked out her window and thought, sure, 
She saw flames come out of one of the windows of the church. She panicked. She called the fire department, and they came rushing to the scene. But when they got there, they found out that was one fire that the fire department couldn't put out. That was the Holy Ghost fire. That's the kind of fire that we need in our lives and in our homes. That's the kind of fire that we need in our churches and in Gina. Would to God that that kind of a Holy Ghost revival fire would break out right here this morning at Sanctuary Family Worship Center. Come on, somebody give him a hand of praise. Now, I said all that this morning to tell you something else. We'd have been here a lot quicker if y'all would have been listening faster, but you've held us up, so hang on. I believe the reason why that why the, uh, America, how many of you know America's in a mess right now? America's in a big mess. I believe the reason why America's in the mess that we're in right now is because we, the people of God, haven't been on fire. We've let the devil get away with too many things. Pastor, we've got more places to get drunk in this country than we do, than we do to get saved. We've got more bartenders than we have preachers. And we need the Holy Ghost revival fire to take to Gina so that the bartenders and the alcoholics will get saved. The drug dealers and the dope addicts will get saved. The chains will be broken off of this school. And that the young people in this school that are not serving God will get saved. When they get saved, they get that divine nature. They won't want to drink. You know what this church, you know what this school needs? is a Holy Ghost revival. They, when they get saved, they won't want to drink. They won't want to smoke. They won't want the illicit sex. They won't want the drugs. The first place we need the fire of God is in our homes. You know, here's what Jesus said. 1 Corinthians 3.11, the Bible says, For no other foundation can anyone lay but that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Psalm 127, verse 1, it says, Except the Lord build the house, you labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, that the watchman waketh but in vain. We need prayer and Bible reading and the fire of God in our homes. I want to encourage every man in this building, every day when you get up out of bed, let me encourage you men, be men of God and plead the blood of Jesus Christ over the doorposts of your home so the devil cannot come into your home and still kill and destroy. Sir, be the priest of your home. Represent God to your family and your family to God. Be an example to each other, parents, and to your children, and to your grandchildren, according to the guidelines that, Tim, that Paul laid down in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12, in word, conversation, charity, spirit, faith, and purity. Let's get the fire of God back at our homes. But not only do we need to get the fire of God back in our homes and back in our churches, we do need to get the Holy Ghost fire of God back in our schools. We need the Holy Ghost fire of God back in our schools. That's one reason why. One of many, but that's one of the reasons why God has this church body in this location at this school right here, right now. You know, it went down in history as one of the darkest pages. June the 17th of 1963, when the high courts of our land declared it unconstitutional to read the Bible or to pray in our public schools. That, you know... Our nation has never been the same since. We've had crisis after crisis, chaos and trouble, and we've had turmoil in every direction. And the devil has made a playground in most every one of our public schools. The Bible and God have been debarred and kicked out of our public schools, and as a result of it, the devil has moved in. 
God has become unwanted and unwelcome, and the devil has become welcome with open arms, cussing and swearing, drinking and smoking. Uh, 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 in many of our public schools, we've got people that are uh, student teachers that are teaching uh, uh, the teaching of the theory of evolution, humanism, secularism, atheism, socialism, liberalism, and all the other isms that the devil is using. We've allowed the devil to get away with the t- stopping of the singing of, of Christmas carols in many of our schools, stopping some school kids from carrying their Bibles to school and praying in school. And one teacher over in Texas was fired from her job because she gave Bibles to her students as Christmas presents. That's why they fired her. How many of you sitting here have heard of the school-based health clinics that are popping up on our school campuses all over America? Listen to what they do. On the school campus, they give birth control pills to young ladies, and they give contraceptives to young men. And if, they, if a young lady gets pregnant, then Planned Parenthood uh, 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 encourages these young ladies to have an abortion. I want you to hear me. That's gone too far. Over in Los Angeles, California, uh, the, the, uh, they uh, have a, they put together a, a curriculum where that they, it is, it is all right for the teachers in the classroom to teach the students that homosexuality is an acceptable alternative lifestyle. And if a young person wants to engage in the perversion of homosexuality, then the teacher has got permission to give that student, without the parent's uh, consent, to give that student the, the telephone number and address of the nearest day center to the school. How many of you know this has gone too far? And it makes my blood begin to burn and boil, Pastor, when I think about what we got God's people have allowed the devil to get away with in our public school systems. Now hear me this morning. There may be liberal school teachers. And how many school teachers do we have here that are a part of this class, that are a part of this church body? And you're in this building. If you're a teacher or a teacher's aide, lift your hand right now. I want you to know that I thank you for what you are doing by being on our school campuses because you are a light in the darkness right now. And you are a part of what God is going to use to bring our, our schools back to God. And God has got you in that school as a mission as a missionary but there are liberal school teachers school board members principals the ACLU planned parenthood or anyone else they may say that you can't sing christmas carols in school that we've got to take the 10 commandments off the wall can't have the bible in school can't pray in school the supreme court even or anyone else may say all of those things but hear me this morning we've got a supreme god who's over the supreme court and you can't tell god what it can and cannot do and get away with it. We must listen to God. I'm not saying that we should enforce a religion in our schools. We shouldn't. But anytime there's any place where you can't read the Word of God, there's something wrong and somebody had better be doing something about it. America was born on her knees with the Bible in her hands. And I'm convinced the only way that we're going to get America back on her feet again is for the church to get back on her knees again. Amen? But you see, right now, The devil is attacking from every direction. And I'm convinced, according to what the Word of God says, what the church needs right now is a special dose of Holy Ghost fire to take back everything that the devil has stolen. I want you to hear me. The church right now is not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Many of you know I've been to Russia many, many times. There was a man that came from Russia. He, he got saved and he joined the local church. He was a part of the for, former Soviet Union. And after he joined his church that he joined, 
He sat down with the pastor. The pastor said, now, sir, he said, now that you're a member of our church, there's just three things that we ask that you do here. He said, number one, he said, we come to church three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. We'd like for you to be here for all three services as much as your schedule will allow. He said, number two, he said, on Saturday mornings, we go soul winning, and we go out and pray around the, the, the community. And he said, so... We'd like for you as many Saturdays as you're possibly able to to get out with us on Saturday morning and to go soul winning with us and to pray with us for the community. He said in number three, he said the Bible lays down guidelines that you're to, 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 to give of your finances 10%, a tithe of your income to the Lord's work. He said each week that you get paid, he said if you wanted to just bring that with you to the house of God, he said and put it in the offering plate and that's how we keep the doors open here. Those three things we ask that you do. When this man converted from communism, heard these three criteria, he looked at the pastor. He said, preacher, you telling me that for the Lord, for Jesus, that I'm to come to church three times a week? He said, I want you to know that when I lived in Russia, he said, I attended communist party meetings every night. He said, and you tell me that as a Christian, that on Saturday morning I'm to go soul winning once a week? He said, I want you to know that when I was in Russia, he said, every afternoon, every afternoon when I would get out of work, I'd be down on the street corner passing out communistic literature to everybody passing by me that would take it from me. He said, and you tell me that for the Lord Jesus Christ that saved my soul, that I'm to give 10% of my income to the Lord's work? He said, I want you to know that in Russia, he said, I gladly gave 50% of my income to the Communist Party. He said, I was down on the street corner every afternoon passing out atheistic communistic literature. And he said, we attended Communist Party meetings every night. He said, and now you come along and you tell me that for the Lord, I'm to go to church three times a week, soul winning once a week, and to give 10% of my income? And then he said these words, and I'll never forget it. He said, no wonder you Christians are not getting anything more done for God than you are. And it is no wonder. If ever we needed the Holy Ghost revival fire from God to saturate Sanctuary Family Worship Center, that time is right now. If ever we needed the fire of God to saturate our schools, that time is now. If ever we needed the Holy Ghost fire of God to saturate your family and your home, that time is now. It's now. It's now. I'm telling you, Jesus is more anxious for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost fire of God than you are to be filled. And God wants to fill you up this morning with fresh fire, not only to purge out everything in your life that is keeping you from being everything that God wants you to be, but to bring you to the next level in Him to accomplish the work that God desires to do through you. Bow your heads, close your eyes, open your hearts all over the building. Father, I pray for the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost to flow mightily. Father, I ask you to do what needs to be done in this altar service this morning, Father God. Bring us to where we need to be with you. Father, whatever you desire to do in us, we give you permission to do it. So Lord, I pray and ask you this morning as I have poured my heart out this morning, and Lord, I have expressed the need 
as you lay to my heart so strongly for this church body to come to a new level in you as a result of us allowing the fire of God to saturate us, to consume us, to purge us. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you will cause us to heed what you tell us to do and to fall in line with you. So, Lord, as I reach out to you right now for this altar service, I pray freedom, freedom in the Spirit for you to do everything that you want to do. And I pray and ask you, Lord God, that everybody in this building that's hungry and thirsty for you, that you will fill them up to overflowing with fresh fire. With every head bowed and every eye closed and every heart wide open. Nobody looking around. If you're in this building this morning. You'd say, Brother Todd, I'm in this building. But I realize that as I search my heart. I'm not really in right relationship with God. Perhaps at one time you were one of those that you were hot on fire for God. But as you search your heart, you realize that you're not really on fire for God like you used to be. You You've grown lukewarm or even cold perhaps and you're not in right relationship with the Lord and your heart is not really where it needs to be with God. I want you to know He loves you. He's ready to forgive you and to cleanse you and to purify you and wash every sin away and to fill you up with fresh fire. So if you're in this building this morning You say, Brother Todd, I'm here this morning and God is dealing with me because I realize that I'm not where I need to be with God. If that's you this morning, but nobody looking around, every head bowed and every eye closed and every heart wide open, you'd say, I'm in this building, but I know that I'm not really where I need to be with God, but I want to be where I need to be with God. If that's your prayer and that's your desire this morning, With nobody looking around, I want you to slip your hand up right now. Slip it up all over the building. You say, that's me and God's dealing with me because I realize that I'm not really where I need to be with God, but with God's help, I'm going to get there. Pray for me. Lift your hand if that's you. Slip it up right now all over the building. Every head bowed, every eye closed, every heart wide open. Now, nobody looking around, please. If you're in this building, you say, Brother Todd, I'm here, and I realize that I need fresh fire. Perhaps it's in your prayer life. It's not at the level that it needs to be. Or you'd say, I need fresh fire in my studying of God's Word. I need a fresh fire set in that area. You'd say, the the Word of God is not really like a fire shut up in my bones, like Jeremiah said, but it needs to be, and I want it to be rekindled. Or if you'd say, I need a, a fresh soul winner's fire, or I need a fresh fire in my church attendance, or my tithing, or my giving, or some other area. It might be something that I didn't even mention. And you're in this building this morning and you'd say, Brother Todd, in at least one area or more, I need fresh fire to be poured in. If that's you this morning, slip your hand up all over the building. A lot of hands. Who else? You'd say, that's me. Who else? Nobody looking around. I want every one of you that raised your hand and that's hungry and thirsty for fresh fire to be poured into your life. And you raised your hand. Stand to your feet right where you're seated. Stand. All over the building. You said, that's me. If you lifted your hand, stand to your feet.